everybody. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If you are not aware, we are part of WUBI Ubiquity Radio TV. And if you have not subscribed, please do on Apple Radio. We're now on Google Play as well. And also WUBI.live. You can find us. You can also find us on Roku TV as well. Uh, Fridays at 6 p.m. Um, I noticed that I do have a little bit of lag. I do apologize. It is my internet service. I think they're doing something funky. So I am constantly working on that. So please bear with me as we get through this episode. So today I want to thank you guys for purchasing uh, Divine Nubian Essentials. They are one of our great sponsors here. Divine Nubian Essentials. This is the hair and scalp oil. We also have a beard oil for our gentlemen. And we also have the hair odyssey, which is a hair grease that we use daily. So if you all are wondering how I get my beautiful locks to be the way that they are, it is because of these products and my skin. As you guys are well aware, I do not wear a lot of makeup. And so this is all me, all me. Goddess touch facial moisturizer from Divine Nuveen Essentials, a must-have to add to your collection. Um, so again, if this is the first time you're joining us, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us. And if you are returning, I want to say welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out to be here on the Soulful Eclectic. So without further ado, I have a very special friend of mine. I, she's a new friend and I love her. I read her books. Uh, I'm waiting for the third one to come out. It's, 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 it's on its way. Um, it comes out in March on Audible, I believe. And so I'm just waiting patiently, okay, impatiently. But I have with us author of Hoodoo Heaven and... Uh, so much more. Miss <laughs> Reggie Dupree is here with us today. And I just want to bring her out and have her talk about her book and how she came to talk about this book. So without further ado, I have with me Miss Reggie Dupree. Hey, Reggie. Good how morning. I am awesome on this rainy Texas day. I know it's raining here too. Okay, yeah, but I guess now. we need it. It's better than the freezing cold, I guess. So Yes, I will definitely take it. So before we get into the book, okay, because I'm I'm really trying to hold back talking about hoodoo heaven and you know, return to hoodoo and and, and got me waiting patiently for, for the last one, which I'm I it's it's killing me, okay? It's, it's coming, me. it's coming. You know, I'm I'm waiting to hear about the magical, mystical midlife me. <laughs> Like, I'm waiting. All right. But I'm going to try to be patient about that. So before we talk about that, let's talk about you and all the things that you, you've done. And I, you know, I just told the audience uh, that you are my new bestie, I swear, because I just, even the first day that we talked, first of all, I, I just do want to thank you for taking my phone call and not thinking I'm some random crazy. <laughs> 
in girl, your inbox though. on TikTok. <laughs> it's like nobody ever nobody ever slides into my DMs unless they want to read my uh, cards or, or or tell me <laughs> the spirits <laughs> moving them. <laughs> to, right. To remove a curse, so I'm good. I was like, "Oh, this is nice." A sane person in my DMs. <laughs> yes, I I do try to be sane. Some days it yeah. escapes me, but you know, on most days I'm pretty sane. <laughs> yeah, that, that that fits. That tracks. <laughs> but I first tell us a little bit about you, and you know who you are, where you're from. I know we're both start out. Thank you for your service because we're both veterans, you know, Yay. and we know being a female in the military has its own challenges. Oh, yeah. So and being you know, black in the military. Child, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think like most women, I <clears throat> have worn a lot of hats. So, you know, I was in the military. Um, you know, I was in the Navy a million years ago. And then I got out and got a regular job. And I was like, oh, my God, is this what being an adult is like? I'm like, because this is boring. I'm like, I was, I was, it was like really dull. I was like this, go to work, go home, go to work, go home. Is, is that what people do until they die? <laughs> I was not liking it. So I started doing theater again. I went back to school. And, you know, I was always searching, always just doing something different. Um, finally, I found my way into being a flight attendant. Um, oh. I did that for 16 years. And it was, it was really fun because, shout out for, to flight attendants, because it's like the best job, especially if you're multi-passionate. So mm -hmm. whether, <clears throat> excuse me, whether your passion is your family or a second career, or like you're some kind of artist, it's a perfect job. And then when I retired, the hubs and I moved to Panama for a year because we were like, oh, we both wanted to live internationally and we both have, but not mm -hmm. together. So we just took off for a year and we came back and said, and during that time I wrote books. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, ah, oh, this is my second pen name. So I have been writing for a while, but I just, I wanted to write something else, something that resonated more. And so Reggie and I, you know, I started, <laughs> I started writing these books. So it's exciting. So I'm just out here living life, trying not to go mad, dealing with menopause and, and fluctuating hormones and all that good stuff. Oh, geez, let's not talk about menopause. It's the bane of my existence right now. Oh. I know, but you know what sucks? It's like, how come nobody tells us about it? Not our doctors, not our moms. It's like this big, mysterious thing that no one talks mm -hmm. about. It's like, we yeah. only get to age if we're the lucky ones. I mean, so we're lucky right. to have to deal with it. But why is it so mysterious? Yeah, I, I wonder that too, because even to this day, my mother does not talk about her menopause. If you left it up to her, she never went through menopause. I'm like, Ma, you had to. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, you, don't, you don't have the same amount of hormones you had when you were 30. Let's be real. I mean, I'm a medical professional. I know better. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times 
I don't, I will talk about me. My experience was like, like writing was hard. Just living was hard. I was just so tired. I was like, I'm depressed. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Girl, you in menopause. That's what's going on. So, oh you know, I didn't need therapy. I needed some doggone hormones. <laughs> so, but you know, nobody so tells us, nobody tells us that. So we just, that's one of the things we need to normalize is just talking about aging. Just not that big of a deal. We're just, we're lucky that we're getting to do it, <clears throat> but nobody talks about it. Yeah, no, no. I, you know, hey, I talk about it every chance I get. I talk about it when I'm on the comedy stage. I talk about it when I'm on the podcast. I said, because it is real. It, it governs your life and the things you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a struggle just to get up. Like I try to maintain a routine, get up in the morning about five, five thirty, go meditate, work out a little bit. Yeah. I'm in, I told you I'm insane. Okay. Yeah, you are. Um, but it's like, soon as this menopause thing started happening, I can't get out of bed past seven o'clock. I was like, what, what the hell is wrong with me? I, but I'm up, I'm up at 3 AM, 3 30 AM. Just sitting there looking at the ceiling, listening to my husband breathe. <laughs> like, why are you sleeping? Yeah. I need to be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's very real. And, and, I, and I want to say it, and my listeners have heard me say this before, it wreaks havoc on your sex life as a married couple. Oh, baby. Woo. Yeah, it's like, I get away you. from me. <laughs> I don't even want to see you. He's like, do you even find me attractive? I'm like, yeah, you're cute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but because no one talks about this thing, like there's this, you know, cloud of secrecy and, and, and shame about it. No one knows. So we need to normalize it. We need to normalize yeah. talking, talking about aging, women's aging, because, you know, we got men's Viagra commercials all over the, all over the universe. Right. But nothing, nothing for us. And it's just like, uh, we need some help. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we struggling over here, day in and day out. <laughs> well, yeah. women's uh, medical needs have never been, important so this is true so that's why true. i think it's cool that you're doing all the research and, and you're out there like you know representing for all of us so thank you keeping it up <laughs> listen and especially those of us of color right because the women us us and the black If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So the moment that we don't, there's something wrong with us. What's happening? Yeah. What's, it's like, hello? When yeah. did this just become just me? No, no, no. Yeah. There's, there's other pieces in there. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. And it's, you know what? I think part of it is, especially women of color, we're so used to pushing through. We just, we're going to make it happen. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen no matter what, you know, we're going to, I'm fine. You know, no, you're not. Yeah. 
No, you're not. No, you're, no, you're not. not. And you need to to be okay with not and figure it out why you're not. Um, yeah. And I think that is a great thing. You know, even though this is, wasn't the whole purpose of us talking, I'm glad we we're talking about it because it's part of the building of who we are and how we got to where we are today. Right? Yeah. Because you had to, you had to push through that. Yeah. And there's, and there's another part of it. Tradition. I, I see a functional medicine doctor mm-hmm. and um, a lot of just like traditional doctors, they don't really, they still don't talk. Even some, some gynecologists still, I feel like don't fully express and, and fully talk to their patients about hormone replacement therapies and options, be it bioidentical or just traditional they don't they don't really talk about it as much as they should no and i agree because uh you know as a healthcare practitioner i was i was very different i was all about let's look at other you know modalities before we go right to the pill let's see what's happening in your social life your your working life all these things so i was the true holistic practitioner um my aunt recently uh, she actually lives in Texas. She calls me quite often and talk about her health and things. And she actually, which I was so proud of her, she fired her doctor. Good for her. Good for and her. She's like, I'm not going back to her. She's crazy. And <laughs> now she's a former NYPD cop. So I don't know why this woman thought she was just going to do what she wanted to do anyway. But- oh, yeah. Oh, she, Auntie ain't playing. She she was not having it, but I was proud of her because she knows what she wants in her health care. And as women, we're so uh, we, we're conditioned. And I want to say those of us in the gen baby boomers, gen X reach the generation and maybe some of those Gen Z uh, individuals, adults are so apprehensive to challenge their practitioners. You know, they're my doctors. That's what they told me to do. So I'm going to do it. And me as a community advocate, I'm always saying, no, if it doesn't sound right and it doesn't feel right, you know your body, you know your norm. Just say no. You don't have to do it. And I think she went to um, the same type of functional medical doctor as well. She transferred over to one in in Houston. And she tells me all these. I'm like, yes, good. Do that. Hydrate, change your way you're eating, get all the, I was like, yes. I was like, so um, I'm glad that you are on that train because, um, you know, you feel so much better. Do you not? Oh my God. Yes. Oh my, <clears throat> excuse me. And I just got the pellet, the testosterone pellet in my yeah. <clears throat> And I've only had it a week. And look at me telling my business all on the internet, but whatever. I, know. I, I do and, the same thing. <laughs> and I'm feeling <laughs> so much better already. My husband better watch out because uh, I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel really good. All right, let me find out about this testosterone. You're the second person that told me about this testosterone pellet. So now I'm going to be on this testosterone pellet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but that that that's amazing. That's great because that's, it, it's just uphill from there, right? Um, yeah, like you said, your husband better watch out because it's all is over and done. Yeah, 
And you know, <laughs> the old you is back. <laughs> yeah, she's like, honey, she back. Get ready. <laughs> you know the other, and it's funny we as we talk about aging. <clears throat> that was the other. That's the other part. Like, I want to normalize, like seeing women who aren't like twenty years old and weigh 106 pounds in books. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like on I, I go on TikTok a lot. I'll say, uh, yeah, I write books about women who are not that young, not that thin, and not that damn nice. Um <laughs> because yeah, we're not all young and thin and and, and no. nice all the time. No, we're not. We're we're I mean and that's I think that's what I loved about Gwen. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could do that. It, it kept me intrigued, and I and I loved it. Uh, but how, with all of these things that you, we talk about, you know, balancing your hormones, living life, the changes that you've been going through, being married, how do you maintain your authenticity in who you are when you are navigating day to day? Because we know we have to put on a mask depending on where we are. You know what. Then you were in front of the, I tell you, those masks get so heavy carrying them. I'm so tired of carrying them. <laughs> Baby, I know. Um, <laughs> honestly, the older I get, the less I care. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, they're, we're like this big mosaic, this big kaleidoscope of things that create us. You know, mm-hmm. like you have your, you know, your military, your your extensive education, your healthcare knowledge, your acting, your, you know, your entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So we have all of these pieces. So I just feel like uh, <clears throat> when I'm around people, it's like however the sun hits that piece of glass, that's the piece of me that they'll get, you know? Nice. Oh, I love that. Oh. Thank you. I made it up just now. Yeah, um, I, I do. I... <laughs> <laughs> it just was like, it was poetry. And whichever the way the sun hits that piece of glass, that's what they get. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but you know, because there, there's so much that makes us like, I'm not just black. I'm not just a woman. I'm not just a veteran. I'm not just a writer. I'm, I'm, I'm all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think I have been working really hard, like these, like probably the past five, 10 years to just fully embrace like my authenticity and this be authentically myself because that's all I got in the end. That's 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 all I have is myself. Um I just took this course called uh writing with the soul mm-hmm. that you know there it does didn't necessarily teach you like how to write. We all know how to write and there mm-hmm. are other classes for that. But it was about like truly like digging deep and embracing the parts of you. Mm-hmm. that you want to put on the page, the pieces of you and in, in life and experiences that you want to share, want to share oh. with others and being honest as you put it on the page. And I feel like with a lot of 
like the series I put out, that I was really trying to do that because what I was trying to examine in myself was, uh, remember that movie Coco? Yes. And there lives a little boy and, you know, he's going to see his ancestors and it was just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, I wish we had something like that. And yeah. I'm like, hold up. We do. And mm-hmm. it's it's hoodoo. Mm-hmm. But most other cultures, especially like Asian and Latin cultures, and even a lot of Af- African cultures venerate ancestors. And mm-hmm. in the past, and they just, you know, it's not worship, but they celebrate them. They celebrate their lives. They, they celebrate the past. Mm-hmm. But when, when we were human trafficked and when we were enslaved, it was like we were brainwashed. And I felt like yes. we were separated from our magic, right? Mm-hmm. We were separated torn from our magic, um, made to believe all of those things were evil, made to believe that it was incongruent with our beliefs as, uh, mm-hmm. like, say, Christians, if you're a Christian or whatever, like, all of those things, you can't be this and that. So, like, why not? Why, why can I not? Mm-hmm. So, as I was writing this series, I was, I wanted to, like, examine my own beliefs about faith and being separated from your magic and mm-hmm. exploration of what's good and what's evil. You know, just because somebody tells you something's bad, is it? Who gets to say? Right. So all of that mixed up with, you know, murder and, you know, maybe finding a hot guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, those are like themes that I was personally exploring. So I kind of put it on the, page wrapped up in the story, if that made any sense. No, it makes perfect sense because um, let me tell you, Gwendolyn Carter is something. Okay. She is something. And I am like, you know, for, for those, like, if you guys have not read the book and again, I found you by chance and I love the chance that I found you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you took a chance, baby. I did. And I took a chance of reaching out to you and having a conversation with you because um, it has been a long time since I've had a book resonate with me. Uh, And I'm an avid reader. Um, Unfortunately, working on my paper and dissertation, I have not been. Your book series was the first book series I picked up. Oh, and um, and it was a pleasant dis- distraction. Honestly, it really was. Um, and yes, it was a distraction. It, it really was because I really wanted to see what was happening in Gwendolyn's life over there. Uh, I would say and, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I know you're not. I know you're I, not because I, I wouldn't. Be, and I wouldn't believe you if you said you were sorry. I would say you lied. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't sorry. You're sorry. <laughs> but you know, the other thing that I wanted, I, even though it's primarily about Gwen and her life and her beliefs mm-hmm. and her journey, I wanted like everyone to feel welcome. It was in, inclusivity. I hate, I almost hate the word diversity. I prefer to I say inclusive. inclusive. I, it, it was important for me 
for the book to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> before I started writing, before I start each book, I'm like, what's the worst review you could get? And you, and you write it, I write it out. And I was oh, like, wow. oh my God, this book was like the diversity Olympics. I had to have everybody in it, blah, blah, blah. Yep, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I want. So, um, but like, you see all these uh, books that might be based in Texas or like Arizona or New Mexico. And there's not like a Hispanic person in sight. Come on now. A native in sight. Yeah. So if you have a town that there's no people of color, that's a sundown town. I want to read that book. Exactly. You know, it's you a sundown town. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it was important for me to just to feel like, you know, just anybody can come and anybody can feel welcome. You and know, either it. it's going to be a mirror or a window or, you know. It, and, and, and that's the thing is the biggest part that I love about the book. It's, it's everybody in its authentic self. I mean, you have the white head young lady who's a witch with the red hair. You have, you know, all the cousins, the vampires. You got Carlos over here. You know, so uh, in, in case you were wondering if I actually read the book, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of And Kyle. You, and I was really impressed, to be honest. Now, yeah. uh, my, I, it, it, the whole book was great. But what. I totally loved me, you know, you mentioned inclusivity. You had Kyle in there who is transgender. And I had to stop. I said, well, hot damn, she done hit it all. <laughs> yeah. I was just as pleased as punch. And then now I love Kyle. Kyle's my favorite too. I said, Lord, she done did it. Now I'm just waiting. Now you just can't stop writing. You just got to keep writing. Yeah, and it was important. Other thing that was important to me that uh, people's identities were just a part of them, just like their eye color or mm -hmm. their hair color or comp complexion. Like it was a part of them, but I didn't want it to be the totality of them. That part, yes, and I think that's what I I I could appreciate the best about you including all the people because you didn't really just like make that the focal point of their character and of who they were as a being. It was, yeah, I'm that, but this is who I am and this is in all these other pieces. So I, I love how you incorporated all of that. So yeah, that, that was that was excellent writing, Miss Miss uh Dupree there. <laughs> Thank you very much. And you know, I've I've gotten a, a few comments and like letters and stuff from people in different communities that just really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, another reader that I'm becoming friends with, she's, you know, she's a you know middle-aged white lesbian. And she just was like, you know what? I just really appreciated how you just included like everyone like you included people from the community so thank mm -hmm. you and you know it means a lot and so thank you for reaching out to me and 
Because yeah. there's some days you're like, ooh, why am I doing this? It, you know, <laughs> does it even matter? So every time like I see a review or someone reaches out or someone shares my book, it, it means a lot. It means everything. So thank yeah. you. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. I mean, because you, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say you are USA Today's uh, bestseller. Okay. So, okay. So we're just going to throw that out there. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You know what? You know one of my other inspirations was for this book. I, I love true. I love True Blood, the TV show. But they did oh, Tara I, dirty. They did her dirty. They did so Tara dirty. They did her. They did her so wrong. I'm like, mm mm. They always doing us wrong. Like they did Bonnie wrong on the Vampire Diaries. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. I'm yes, correcting they did. All of that in this book. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. They did. They did. And I and let you. I I did watch all of. You know, True Blood. I was like, well, "Why did I do her like that?" What? Well, yeah. I said that that you know, and the same thing with Bonnie. I was like, seriously. So I appreciate that. I think, yeah, I I, I just love it. It's just my new face. Okay, and I'll yeah. probably read it again. So because <laughs> I tend oh, to do that, <laughs> so I'll probably read it again while I'm waiting. Um, for a mystical midlife mate to finish and, you know, be on Audible and stuff. And <laughs> So speaking of like media and media portrayal, have you seen American fiction? Yes. Okay. I what have. did you think? What, 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 I would love to hear your opinion. What do you think? Okay. So I, I, I was a little torn. Okay. Because talking about being your authentic self and this is what you you who you are i i just don't like that i have to see put myself in a position just to sell something and to put out my material and and be seen so i think that was the biggest piece that i had a hard time with um because that's not me that's like yeah i i tell i told a director um, that I'm actually going to be working with. And he's like, what are you not comfortable doing? And I said, well, I have a hard time putting myself in the position where I am a prostitute, a crackhead, uh, you know, uh, living in the hood. I said, I don't do well with uh, inner city vernacular. I don't. I know it's it's down, and I think he thought I was being like kind of posh and snobbish, and I say like, no, I just mm -hmm. don't do well with it. It is mm -hmm. just my my daughter brought home a poem when she was in high school, the oldest one, and the poem was all inner city vernacular in this poem, and she says, "Mom, read this poem out loud." And I started reading it and all I could see is her cracking up in the corner, just laughing at me. She says, mom, you sound so strange saying all those words. I said, but this is what the poem is. And she said, you just can't do it. I say, uh -uh. no, no, I feel, and, and it's nothing about anyone who lives in inner city. I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up on Bushwick Avenue, the biggest inner city you could ever think of. I, Okay, but that's that was me. And if you 
if I say that to people, they're like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I grew up on Bishop Avenue. I could tell you the address. I could tell you what high school I went to. What middle school I, went to. I got it all. <laughs> so, yes, I am a Brooklyn girl all the way through and through. I said, but we went to Catholic school. So diction and articulation was always a big thing. When we yeah. got home, we weren't allowed to say ain't, isn't, oh, mm-mm. At all. Soon as you, soon as you said it, it was an automatic correction. And it sometimes, if you got it on a bad day, it wasn't a good correction. It was a slap upside the head. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? I yeah. So I know learned, a million. Oh, I'm sorry. No. So you learn really quickly that that's not the way you speak. No. So we learned the code switch early. We did learn to cold switch early. We did. Now, to say that I cannot, no. If I'm with a group of people, when you talk about cold switch, if I'm in the inner city, I can cold switch just quick. Yeah. It, 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 in, in no time flat. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, mm, no. No, I remember a million years ago, I went to a voiceover audition and the copy was, uh, it was a professional black woman. I'm like, I can do that. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's going to go shopping after work and after she leaves her office. Okay. So I can totally relate to that. That I was like, that is me. That is who I am. So I read it and you know, I was all happy. I was all vibing mm-hmm. and feeling myself. And he goes, okay, that was great. Um, let's try it again. And could you be a little bit more uh, uh, urban? I was like, oh, you want me to yeah. be blacker? He's like, yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what I want. I did it, but yeah. I think I sounded like a valley girl, but so I didn't get that job. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And, you know, is and the director that I spoke to, he, he was saying, but you have to be diverse. And, you know, I was like, yeah, but I also have to know my limitations. Yeah. And I have to know where I am. I do well at and where I don't do well at and I don't do well. And I'm okay saying that. Yeah. Okay. And I, get, I hate the idea that there's one way to be black. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, I disavow that idea because however you are is black. If, if, if you wear this, if you are <laughs> melanated, even if it's, you're just lightly melanated, that's your way of being black by being, just being yourself, by being by your being authentic yourself. self. Yes, yes. So what did you think of American fiction? <laughs> um, it was really interesting. I So, okay, so for the, okay, I think it was shaped weirdly. Like the story was shaped oddly. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed the family stuff. I in, yeah. actually, I think I enjoyed the family dynamic. And dealing with everything that was going on in the family, I think I actually enjoyed that more than the mm-hmm. book part. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. Um, but it was a nice um, 
putting down of gatekeepers in the industry, especially the publishing industry, because they love to make books about slaves. I I don't want to see no any more movies <clears throat> about slaves. I'm sorry. No. I don't care how good it is. I'm not going to see it. They Me love uh, movies and books about uh, black kids getting shot, mm-hmm. uh, the, the struggle life and all that. I want to read books about joy. I want to read books about people just wielding magic. I just want to read books about people just living their life, not and not necessarily with struggle, people finding love. I don't need to read all of that stuff but it was but it's like they I feel like the entertainment industry just like wants to pigeonhole us so I like that it was kind of a critique of that but the movie felt Mm -hmm. uneven I enjoyed it I feel like it was well made Mm -hmm. um I have a special place in my heart for Erica Alexander and I love 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 that they had a uh, fin- uh, a black woman like a woman who looks black black you know with mm-hmm. black features and and curly hair i think she had locks yes. but you know with natural hair and phonetically if that's the right word black you know yes black feet you know what do you know what i mean yeah because so yeah. often is and this is this is no slight against my biracial sisters at all but so mm-hmm. often in media, you don't see like dark skin or, or brown women, even if it's not black, but even like if we're talking Latina or mm-hmm. in, any indigenous woman, very seldomly are they darker. Yes. And that's media worldwide. So when I see it, I fully appreciate it. So that like yeah. that for me, that was special. And she's not, you know, super skinny and she's yes. not young. You know, they didn't put him with some 20 year old. Yes. Uh, I was you, know like, yes. I, you know what I mean? So those things I loved and I loved that they showed the dynamic of the sister, you know, Tracy Ross character. I love that they show how often when we have aging parents, the care falls on the girl in the family if there's a girl. Yeah. So those are the things that I really appreciated about the movie. They, You know what? They could have had a whole movie about the family stuff. And they could have. They really could have. And had a little snippet about the whole book thing. But... (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I, I I did I did love that, and that that part definitely kept my attention. And it's like, oh, that's so true. Um, though in my family, it is opposite. My brother is the one taking care of the aging. Oh, bless her! My 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 husband is that was is that guy who took care of his parents. <laughs> yep. So it was both my of brother. us. So yeah, yeah but my that- brother is that guy. Give your give your brother props. Yay. I, I do. I do because my mom is not easy to deal with something. <laughs> yeah. That is so, that's so awesome though. Because so often yeah. so often we're at that age that you know we're kind of the sandwich generation. Luckily, mm-hmm. you know, I have bonus kids, but he's he's 40 now, so he's he's fine but right. you know it's so often you know 
we're taking care of children or grandchildren mm-hmm. and parents. And in today's economy, with with all the layoffs and all that stuff happening, a lot of people are having to move back home. So we're starting to get these multi-generational houses again. So it's just, this is a weird time, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but what's funny is I always wanted a multi-generational home. I never wanted my kids to move out. And and, I mean, I wanted them to do their own thing and be their own entity, but I really wanted them home. And, you know, so they can build their wealth and do their thing. But I think with society, it's ingrained in them that once you're a certain age, you need to leave, you need to leave. That's like, but why do America, it's an American thing. A lot of other mm-hmm. cultures, you stay home is, why do we do that? Why are we just <laughs> kicking, the, kicking them out of the, out of the nest? Yeah. It, it, and I, that's the thing. I say it's totally American thing. And I tried to I tell my, I was talking to my daughter about it because I told her that, you know, we're going to buy a piece of land. And I said, we're going to have houses on there. She's like, I can have my own little house. I said, yeah, you can live down the, <laughs> down the lot and have your own little house. Absolutely. I was like, I'm okay with that. You can have your own street name down there too. if you like. I said, I'm okay with that. I could, I, and, and I think that goes back to me also searching for my ancestral roots in, in where I came from, because for me, that was something that was, it, it was always ingrained in me. I didn't learn it from home, you know, because at home, it was like, yeah, you're 18, bye, you can go, you can do whatever. Um, yeah. But it was just something in me. It's like, no, I don't want my, I don't want my family to, to separate. I, I want us to be together. I want us to, and not be together. Cause when you say that, it sounds like, oh, you want to run my life? Like, no, I don't care. No, I don't care to run your life. I did it for 18 years. Go watch business. <laughs> yeah. But just to have that connectivity. And I think it just goes back to that whole enslavement where we had so much taken from us against our will that I just want to regain all that. I want to, I want to build our culture, learn about who we are and where we came from. Hoodoo, you know, hoodoo is part of us. Yeah. We are root workers. Distinctfully us. Oh, that's the other thing about the publishing industry. And this is, this is no shade. Like they, it's, it's weird. It's like the publishing industry, if they're not doing the whole black trauma thing, Uh they will easily accept like, um, like African tales and African magic, but Mm. it's like African-Americans, those of us in the diaspora, However, you say that word, I always say it wrong. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I said it right that time. Diaspora. Yeah. Um, it's like we're forgotten. So that was the other, that was one of the other reasons that I wanted to write that book because we, because our ancestors cobbled together everything out of scraps and bits and pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and and hoodoo was stuff that they brought with them from Africa, which we are all grateful for. But they all came from different places and different tribes, yes. and they put that with some Christianity because they had to hide it. And mm-hmm. things that they, you know, gathered from the indigenous people of the Americas, you know, le- having to learn the different plants and all that. So mm-hmm. we created something beautiful out of scraps. 
you know, like a quilt, you know? Yes, like a quilt. Because it is. Pieces of everything. I like that. Yeah. No so, writer. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm like, viewers would be like, who is this good woman? <laughs> so, but you know, but it, but it's true. Because think, think about this. Without us, there would be no country music. There would be no rock. There would be, you know, we we'd be still listening to, you know, some classical music. But so, so that this country, including the arts, including, you know, the White House and everything else was built by our talent and our labor. And I just feel like we aren't recognized enough for it. So this was also like my shout out to those that came before, you know? Yeah. And I, I love, and I'll take the shout out, okay? Because I think I um, had someone tell me, and I, I, I'm when I tell you I'm this person, I'm this is this is me and my total authentic self. I went and had a tarot reading, and mm-hmm. I do that, and I I do my own readings as well. But um, she told me she's like, uh, you have you a shaman. Your your ancestry or shaman? I said I could believe that. I, I can believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I said because yeah, I can heal. I I think I believe, and and maybe this is my own manifestation of craziness or whatever. I believe I do have healing hands, and I always I always um, believe that. And um, I had a native patient. Years ago, before moving out here, I was still in New York, and I had a new grad with me as well. And the patient, I didn't know he was Native, and and this was my, you know, naive person, my naive mind at that time. Uh, He looked like a a white man, okay? Mm -hmm. And so he... He, he had a major surgery and he just looked at me and he said, before you touch my wound, can you just pray? I was like, what? So the student, the graduate with me, she's like, oh, she just kind of froze. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. And honestly, I didn't say anything of, I didn't believe it was anything of value at the time, right? So I did you know, hold my hands over, prayed with him for a minute and then proceeded to do all the things I was going to do. I later went to a powwow. This man was standing there doing blessings for people with sage. I said, what? I said, I had no idea. And he's like, I'm giving you a blessing right here. And he did a blessing there and he gave me this um this turtle and I still have this turtle to the day it's a tourmaline oh. turtle I carry it with me it's in my car it's with me everywhere I go and I've had this turtle for 15 years now wow and it was a necklace but I, it came off the rope and I just I just still carry it with me everywhere I go and 
from that point on, I said, you know, I just have to believe in me and who I am and my authentic self and just be, be me, whether anyone likes it or not. Right. Um, and I, for me, I think that was the, one of the other biggest things I took away from hoodoo. Like Gwendolyn is just Gwendolyn. She's Gwen. This is who I am. I'm all this craziness being raised by vampire. <laughs> you know, I still don't know who I am. And then I call him up like this, this app. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're just a total badass, but okay. Well, but, you know, it makes me feel good that you got that out of it because that was really, truly what I was, what I put on the page. Cause you know, you don't have any control over, it's like my gift to you, I have no, I no control over how you accept the gift or how you interpret the gift. But it's just always interesting to see if someone else got out what I put in or something different. Because when we uh, consume a piece of art, be it a painting, a book, music, or whatever, we always we uh, get out of it where we are in that moment. So wherever, you, you know, a per, I am in my life, when I read a book, that's, I interpret it through that lens. So mm -hmm. it's always interesting to see what a reader takes from something, even if it's, even if it's something that's like, okay, they didn't like that. <laughs> you know, like this, I had one review and I had to laugh and I am thankful for the review because you know, marketing and advertising is about attracting the people who are for you and repelling those who are not. Mm -hmm. And and she says, uh, it says on the first page that she's bisexual. If I'd have known that, I wouldn't have bought the book. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I am thankful. And actually, that's why I put it on the first page. But mm -hmm. I am thankful for the review because for people who can't stand a person saying that they're bisexual, they're not going to like the rest of the book. They are not going to like it. So it's probably better for them to find out sooner than later because everything is, is not for us. Not everything is for us. And which is a lesson that I have to learn, you know, that was now, part of my journey. Everything ain't for everybody and it's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. And, and, I'm learning that every day because I have um, people pleasing issues. <laughs> like we want to be do, liked, right? We want to be liked, right? So it's it's just one of those things that I going into this business that I had to really come to grips with. I am not going to be for everybody, and everybody's not going to be mm -hmm. for me, and I have to be okay with that. And it really is okay. It really and, is because I don't want to be everybody's cup of tea. Uh -uh. I just want my people. I just <laughs> want the people who vibe with me. That That's all I want. I, I don't need everybody. I just need my tribe. Exactly. And, and I'm, it's funny you say that because I have a sticker on my computer that says your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> See, I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> yep your vibe attracts your tribe and I totally believe that um, it, it's it's it's. I want people who 
will understand me that I don't have to put a mask on just to have a conversation with you. You're not my Ooh. friend. No, no. Uh -uh. You're not. Because then if I say something off the cuff, you're looking at me like, oh. I want you to yeah. understand that, you know, there's craziness that roams around in my head because there is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I kind of based the character Rita off of my best friend, Rita, and we've been best friends for 40 years. We met and uh, we got to our first, we went to a school together and we found out we oh. were both going to the Philippines. We became friends quick. She was not one of the little cool kids. She was this little white girl from this little <laughs> town in Texas. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but, we, you know, we got to know each other. And I know, I, and I always laugh at her. I'm the first Black friend she ever had because I don't even know how many Black people live in that damn town. And because uh, I ain't see many when I went to see her, meet her family. Right. But we became friends and we've been friends forever. But and we are very different people. She's like, you know, this Methodist minister. I mean, like, you know, she does preaching and she's like, really in the church? Even, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I made her character a witch, but, you know, but, <laughs> she, she, you know, she's, to me, she's a superhero because she's a mom, you know, and she's a really good mom. She just like, ugh. Like when people look at us and go, they would probably, if they compare the two of us, they would probably say like, I am, because I am kind of outgoing. I'm like an out, I'm an ambivert. I'm an outgoing introvert. Mm -hmm. So they would say that I'm the bravest and, and I, you know, have an exciting life. But to me, I look at her and I see her as this big success because she's raised two amazing daughters you know, she retired from the reserves. She she has done, she's very giving. So mm -hmm. to me, she's a superhero, you know, or this amazing woman, whereas maybe to other people, I look like I have this exciting life or whatever. It, so I don't know where I was going with that. But it's just amazing how people, how we view others and mm -hmm. how we view life. But when I'm with her, I can be my authentic self. And it's been nice for her children because she lives in an even smaller town that she tried to get me to talk me into moving to. I'm like, girl, no. There's like 10 black people in the town and I ain't about to be the 11th. <laughs> uh, but, you know, her girls have gotten to see our relationship, you know, throughout the years. And they've gotten to be around, like, me and my authentic self. So they see what I look like in the morning when I got plaits in my hair. Or, you know, if they see me straight, they see me nappy, they see me braided. They don't, they've seen it all. And they just see, even if there aren't that many black people in their town, they've been exposed to different people. And they just know at this point in their lives that people are just people. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I have a friend like that as well. And she lives in a small town in upstate New York. <laughs> and I actually, we, we I went to visit in the fall and I was sitting there talking to her youngest daughter. And she's like, yeah, we only have one black person in our school. I was like, wow. 
And so she, and, but she's like, I, he's my friend and we talked to him and I, you know, and then we, we have this group and I, and I just love that for her because she's a teenager. And I know during these days, it's, it's hard to be an individual in a teen, as a teenager. She just came out and she's like, yes, Diana, I am this. I was like, well, good, good for, for you, baby. Good for you, baby. You know, I bought her a nice little rainbow Tucson keychain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but it's, it's just, just that, you know, and I, she's like, you know, um, and it, it was, it was really sweet. Her sister, her older sister was, went out to work or whatever. She was leaving and she said, oh man, she was supposed to put two braids in my hair. And so I looked at her, I was like, I can do that for you. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah. So I put two, two braids in her hair uh, to, you know, the big French rolls in uh -huh. here and she's like oh, that's so much better than what she could do oh. <laughs> oh i said um sweetheart i said don't say that to your sister because she will never braid your hair again okay Ever. keep that between you and i <laughs> yeah and you have a great day <laughs> but see i think you know if we um expanded our social circles and people just interacted authentically, then more of our social problems and more of the things we have going on, especially in this country would diminish. But so many people, and I'm not just saying one group or the other, we only, we don't necessarily socialize outside of our little social groups. We don't expand our social circles. Maybe, yeah, I have this, a work friend is not the same as someone that you've actually spent the night in their house. That part, yes, you're so right. It's not because the same. I have a work friend. Oh, I have black friends. We work together. I'm like, that's not your friend. Mm -mm. Has she you ever been that? in your house? Right. Did have you guys go you out together? Yeah. Have you worshipped together? Yes. Yes. Then that's not your friend. That's someone you work with that has to be happens to be a person of color. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it's really important to be able to differentiate that because I, I, I'm quick to tell people, no, I have friends from all walks of life. Yeah. All ages, because I also am a believer in having friends who are your friends that are younger than you too? Because they oh, yeah. maintain that perspective. Right? Oh yeah. Um, even if they the ones that's calling you auntie, you have a different relationship, right? Yeah. Um, and and it, it's one of those things that you need that to keep your. I think from a healthcare perspective, you needed to keep those synapses firing in your brain. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I have a question for you. So okay. do you, <laughs> I remember, like, it seemed like people our age used to be so old. It was like, they seemed, a lot of people seemed old at like, I don't know, 40, 45. My was lucky. My mom wasn't. She stayed youthful. But a lot of people, it's like, oh, okay, the kids are gone. I guess I can curl up and die now. Girl, no, yo, no, right. it's just starting to get fun. Exactly. 
No, so I, I feel I, like I, a lot of older people are more youthful now. Not that we're necessarily trying to be young, because I'm I ain't trying to lie. I don't want to be young again. Not in this economy. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. But so do you feel like that? You think people used to be older? Or is it just a perspective thing because we were young? I think honestly, I think depending on where they were in life, yeah, a lot of them used to be older, especially the baby boomers, because they worked their lives the bone and so that i think that they did they were tired and i think that is what aged them so when they were able to have an experience of empty nest they were tired yeah (laughs) they just they just wanted to sit down and watch tv and and just read a book or you know they weren't about going out and living life and i think us as that you know gen x we see we saw that and don't want to see that for ourselves. So we are making the conscious effort to change that. And I think yeah. that that's that's where the difference is that, no, 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 we're not doing that. And plus, most of them, baby boomers, I know for my family, they were grandparents early. Mm-hmm. So that also added to that. They were grandparents early. Now, I had the pleasure of having the baddest grandmother ever in the world. <laughs> She was just fire. She was that classy black woman that you would see walking through the streets of Manhattan with her fur coat, her high heels. You never saw her in a pair of flats a day in her life. Okay, she baby. Never, no, she never wore a pair of tennis sneakers. Tennis shoes? Mm-mm. You ain't gonna see them on her feet. That was my grandmother. So for me, it was my great-grandmother that I saw as this older entity it wasn't my grandmother my grandmother was that classy woman that i wanted to be when i grew up like i want want that she was dressed to the nines every day i think i saw her in a pair of jeans once in my life with a pair of high heels (laughs) i want to be her when i grow up (laughs) i'm telling you and she you know and i think for me and even for my kids they before she passed they were able to see a little bit of that and they hear how we talk about her and how the they see the pictures of her and they's like that's that's who we see you growing into mom you're growing into grandmama right there because you are always that person that is presentable that was you know you can go to and ask a question and i think that's where i always gravitated to and even my mom not to say my mom's a solid my mom's the same way she will go to work and it's like a fashion show what are you doing today mom she's like oh i'm going over here to go see this one and as she's walking she you know we're we're talking and you'll hear people say oh miss diane love your outfit today you look wonderful i'm like ma what is what do you just leave your office? Do you leave your office just so people can look at your outfit? She say, "Yep, sometimes." Good for her. I <laughs> and she should be retired, but she refuses to retire. But it's okay. Does she just still enjoy her job, or she just doesn't like know what to do after? She doesn't know what to do after, but her job is not strenuous. That she really goes to work, and I tell you, it's a, it's a something for her to do. She works at Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn. 
<laughs> okay. So she like she well, you know what? If she's happy and it and it works for her. Yeah. It, and it does. And it does. And like I said, every day is a fashion show. So those are the the when you talk about it, I see it from other people's perspective. But when it looks when I look at it in my household growing up, my parents, my grandparents were not aging. My grandmother was out there, you know, entertaining, you know, doing her thing. And she worked for the NAACP, the NAACP. I got to stop saying double A, NAACP <laughs> for many years. And, you know, so it's it's just beautiful to hear and see. And then I also am part of the NAACP as well. So growing up and, and they watching me grow up and now I'm there, it's like, um, Oh, home week when you go there, and, and you know they they remember my grandmother, and it's and it's always in fondness. You do have some that you know don't remember her fondly because she she didn't take any short either. You know she she's like no, you know she's like she no, baby, that. we're not doing that. Yeah, so that was that was her. So I'm sure there are those out there, but it's it's just beautiful to hear and see and. Uh, and I'll just share this uh, last piece, but um, the biggest thing that brought me to tears, and I, I mean, I was crying like a big bawling baby. Um, I met, she's now my auntie, um, Raina Evers. Mrs. Evers, yes, she is. She, and okay. um, I, in the beginning when we were talking, it was just us talking and being in a group because, you know, my aunt is very close with her and they're like sisters and she does a lot with her. So um, it was my first time actually having a conversation with her. And as we we're talking, I had mentioned, I said, like, yeah, my grandma, uh, you know, was here for a while and worked with uh, Mrs. Miss Dukes. Uh, she was her secretary, her executive secretary for ever. And she looked at me dead in my eye. She said, your grandmother is Julie Baker. And I broke out in tears. I was like, Aww. yeah. She said she kept my mother and Mrs. Dukes out of trouble. <laughs> <All the time. laughs> um, so it was just like, what? I, I didn't even know my grandmother was like in the middle with, you know, Mrs. You know, Evers. And, you know, I knew she was with Miss Dukes because I, you know, grew up knowing that, you know, she was there. But to know it was that extensive and extends that part, I was, I, I was floored. I was in tears. I was like, all right, I'm done. I can't work anymore. I got to go home. <laughs> that is so nice. You must have felt really filled up. Like, I, I really did. And, you know, I think it, it, it's just the fondness that people of that caliber, I mean, these are big civil rights individuals, right? And I was like, wow, she, this, she was that person. So now I was like, now I really can't mess up anything. <laughs> mm, baby, you got some big pumps to fill. Oh, man. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like um, it's 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 been an amazing journey, and I wish I knew this part of her, and I was getting to that part before she got sick and passed to know this part of her. But it's just a different way of learning 
about her and our history and where she came from and what she's been through and how she got to be where she was. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, they, like our grandparents, especially, they, I feel like, like so many stories was, were lost because they don't like to share, the, they didn't want to share the ugly, painful part. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, they didn't want to share that. And I remember it, this struck me a long time ago, but I, I guess I'm technically a boomer, but I claim Gen X. You know, I was born on the cusp. Um, you know, in the late 60s, like 67 or whatever, we I used to go to Woolworths in Baltimore with my grandmother, you know, and we would sit at the counter and eat lunch, you know, and that's probably what, 67, 68. And then I'm thinking about it. Oh, like we were, my grandmother was a little bit of a rebel because they had just desegregated <laughs> lunch counters. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I know, like, even growing up, there were stores my mother would not shop at. She said, because they used to make her go in the back door. So she would not mm-hmm. shop there now that she could go in the front door. Yeah, exactly. And and my husband and I were just having this conversation the other day. And I said, this is why, because we we're talking about why they put pictures in black and white. And I said, yeah, I said, they're in black and white to make you think it happened eons ago when it was just yesterday. A lot of this happened. I said, you have Ruby Rich, right? She's not dead. No, at but all. They posted, but they posted like in black and white, like she's no longer, this is like in 1876 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, this is her now. <laughs> okay. She's still here looking beautiful and vibrant. Okay. Right. Does not she look beautiful? It's like, okay, ma'am. All right. So I but just, yeah. It, it's just that, and I and I, I I can understand it because it didn't happen a hundred years ago. We desegregated just... schools. Remember that we were the kids who got bused to different, you know, across town to go to a different school. That was right. us with kids, you know. Luckily in Baltimore, I don't know. Maybe it was kind of bad in some areas, but it wasn't so bad where I was. But I've heard stories of like, you know, kids on buses having rocks and stuff thrown at the bus and and, and all this ridiculousness. Like, why? Stupid. It is. It is. But again, it's all about that whole generation raising ignorance. Yeah. You're raising your kids to be ignorant to the changes and the things that are happening. We're born colorblind. Yeah. Right? Kids so, don't know. Kids don't know. And, they, and they don't know. We raised them to be these people. So, you know, I think they're they're really fighting hard to change it and put us all backwards. I don't know if you yeah. know. We don't went off on a tangent, guys. And, and it's all right. Just go along on the ride with us here. <laughs> but... Um, I just saw on the news for Florida, Florida, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I have my in-laws live in Florida and I don't know how, but 
Yeah, I, I'm nodding my head in Texas. Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, um, but, and my husband's trying to get us to move to Texas. I'm like, babe, I, I, I don't know. My husband, my aunt, I say, I don't know. But um, Florida has now uh, deemed it that they don't want anyone teaching in the uh, community schools, in the uh, state schools about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I said, okay. And here in Arizona, there was a nursing student who reported a nursing faculty for talking about diversity, equity, inclusion in the classroom and how does that relate to healthcare? I said, see, the, the very fact that you're asking that question tells me that you're ignorant to the fact of how that works in healthcare. You shouldn't be a nurse. Why are you here? Yeah. You know, so now we're being censored in our classrooms and you already, I, I'm sure you already know about the banned books. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And your yeah, book would be one of the banned books. Oh, Wouldn't yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you uh, know, it's it's yeah. They want us to slide backwards, but we're not going. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not going. We ain't going back. No, I'm you know. fighting it tooth and nail. No. Nope. Yeah, and and you know, I know Texas ain't perfect. You know, I know half the time we're like telling Florida to hold my beer, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. I do. I love. I I love living here. I love my state. Like I love where I live. But it's like no place is perfect. No. So I just think that like we as uh, as citizens, we just have to be more engaged. But I think it's easy to be disengaged when we're all just so concerned about you know basic stuff like I don't know paying your bills, keeping a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, in those things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's easy to be separated. And there's no, I don't know why. I think one of the things that, that really lacks in American culture per se is like gathering spaces. We don't, we're not a big cafe culture or mm-hmm. pub culture anymore. A lot of us don't no longer go to church for a myriad of reasons, but we don't have a lot of places where people just like go and and meet and chat and chop it up, you know, and and meet their neighbors. We're just mm-hmm. all so separate. Not as I don't know how to fix that, which is why I created my little town of Hoodoo because I wanted. I created. The, I built the world I wanted to see, just where folks just are living their life. Yeah, and I want to live in that world. I was like, where can I buy a house in Hoodoo? And I actually went on the internet, and that's how goofy I am, and looked to see if Hoodoo actually exists, because that's what I do. <laughs> I actually based it off of a real town. I mean, there's no magic and stuff there, but it's literally across the tracks. Like, I live in the kind of the area that I wrote, it, wrote, wrote about, Okay, but it's a town called Tamina. And Tamina oh. is a former uh, freedman's town, Ooh. which, you know, were the, the towns that were set up right after slavery. Right. 
And then, so a lot of people that started and, you know, lived in Tamina, and actually a lot of people who are still living in Tamina are direct descendants of the formerly enslaved people who lived in this area. So they lived there, but they used to work like, you know, as sharecroppers or work. There were a lot of timber mills here. Mm-hmm. So they used to just work here and then go back across the tracks to oh. live in their little town. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Because my husband and I talked about owning a ghost town. He said, we're going to buy us a ghost town. Oh, I see. I'm too scared. I am. So I'm, I'm scary. I'm too scary for that. But I would come visit you if you bought a ghost town. <laughs> But I wouldn't be living town. in a ghost town with like like two three people. No, no, we're gonna have to fill it up and and well, sage wow. and and smudge that thing and you know call in the exorcist or whoever. Listen, we're gonna call in all the ancestors. They're gonna be a big smoldering pot in the middle of town that's gonna burn a whole sage bush. See. Listen to me. I'm talking about. I'm scary, and and look at the stuff I write. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't that doesn't compute. No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's okay. It makes. I understood. Yeah, <laughs> I understood. but I'm kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm that crazy person. Like, oh, this is an old house. Let's see what we find. No. And see, I would go, but I would be complaining the whole time. See, I don't know. We shouldn't be in here doing this. I'm like, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be Marie. <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. You'll, you'll have your nine with you, but like, I'm going to come with you, but this is stupid. <laughs> yes. And I based that off of one of my real cousins, too. <laughs> yeah. Because she, she, cause, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is easy. This is. Oh yeah, I got this. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that that was hilarious!" I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? You gonna shoot a ghost? I don't understand how that works, but okay. You know, you know, you know, you know Texans. We love our guns. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. this is like a great conversation. Like we've been all we've been all over the place. We have been. We we definitely been all over the place, but. And, and, and that's the whole thing that I love about what it is that I do in my podcast. And I know everybody's like, well, you should have, you know, your podcast should be reaching all these people. I said, my podcast reaches who it needs to reach and touches the souls that it needs to touch for when it needs to be met. And um, I think it's been three years doing it and I've met some amazing people. Um, and I think um, it's all about the conversation. and. Honestly, the people that I have on the podcast are people that I vibe with. Like I said, my vibe attracts my tribe, right? And I say, my tribe is like freaking amazing. I can feel a village with my tribe. That's why I said I can own a ghost town. My tribe will just be. Mm -hmm. I'll come come out there with my laptop. (laughs) Right? And write the next best wine. (laughs) Exactly. Get you set up and. I do. I do want to own my own ghost town, and it, it's going to happen. Um, don't know the name of it yet, but it's going to be my own ghost town. And, well, okay, if uh, we manifest in this ghost town, so where would you like it? Would you like it, like, in Arizona? Like, what kind of what kind of vibe would it have? Would it have the buildings already there? 
So some of it will have, I, I do want some of the buildings to be there, some of the old structures uh, of some of it, so just to keep that old time vibe to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not decided yet where. It has to be someplace warm because, let's face it, I'm not doing the cold anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm, I'm over it. Um, so I actually am thinking like more of like New Mexico, Nevada kind of area. Um, my main concern is the water saw source. Uh, yeah. To be honest. Um, and Arizona doesn't have its own water source. Uh, so first and foremost, that's that's the, the biggest thing that I'm looking looking at. But um, I've been to the reservations out here uh, and it breaks my heart. Yeah. In these reservations out here. And I look around and I said, it's great you gave them land, but what? You didn't give them anything else. There's no, I mean, you barely have what telephone service, let alone, you know, piping and sewage and yeah, it just breaks my heart. But um yeah, I haven't decided where yet. But um I've yeah. been looking and and trying to figure out where exactly I want this ghost town to be. Um, I know what I want it to look like. It's going to be a land of weirdos, but it's okay. <laughs> hey. We're, us weirdos make the world go around. <laughs> That's right. Land of weirdos, but I, I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll Wouldn't see. the world be boring if we were all the same? Oh, man. You know, it's funny you say that. I've just re-watched Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched that? It's uh, been a long time. Right. And I just re-watched it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, if we all were the same, this is boring. <laughs> they all had yeah. I was like, you know, Taco Bell was the big restaurant. I was like, oh no. Oh, that's that's that that's scary. Yeah, that's that's scary. So no, I don't I, I like that I am the eclectic soul that I am. Yeah. And and that I have collected other eclectic souls to be a part of the tribe. So I am very appreciative that you are a part of the tribe. <laughs> thanks for having me. Part. Thanks for inviting me into your tribe. <laughs> because um, I'm telling you, I, like I said, I can't say it enough and I do have to do my due diligence. I've been kind of slacking in that and in writing my review of hoodoo and return to hoodoo. Baby, you writing uh, a whole dissertation. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh fine. man. So yeah. you've been doing quite a bit of writing. So I, can't, I have. Been. I appreciate you. Oh man. So this is this is this is my tribute to you <laughs> in my review. <laughs> this this is, is better than a review. <laughs> this is me saying in the utmost thank you. Thank you, thank you for writing the book, for putting someone who looks like me, you, a real person in the storyline and being inclusive in the writing um, so that anyone who's reading this can see a piece of them in hoodoo of some sort. 
Um, and I know a joke with my husband who thinks I'm a vampire. Um, <laughs> he does. He really does. He says, you, you, you have to be a vampire. I said, honey, I wish I was because I'd be the coolest person in the world. Right. <laughs> and we'd have some, you know, compound interest. You know, we'd be rich. Right. We'd, have some <laughs> we'd be rich, right? Yeah. I said, but no, I am not a vampire. Um, I don't know if we can manifest that, but whatever. What? Yeah. I, I, I really do. I appreciate you. I appreciate the conversation. Um, as I said, going in, you are my new friend. I and I and I don't say friend, sister, uh -huh. loosely. So um, I just, I, it, it's like from that moment you we had the first conversation. I think the only reason we got off the phone as quickly as I did as we did because it was late. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's just face it. It was late. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if it was early in the day. We probably would have still been talking. <laughs> no, but, but it's nice because, you know, as every adult can attest, especially once your kids are in a house, sometimes it's hard to make friends as, as adults because we, you know, we all have our social circles or we're all busy and half crazy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, sometimes it's hard to actually connect. And we have to put ourselves out there, correct? That's my thing this year, 2024. Yes. That, and I want to take a pole dancing class. But Oh, I've done that. How I'm was it? You. It was great. Uh, I did feel a little out of sorts, um, only because it was just like trying to have that upper body strength to hold to the pole. It looks so, hard, but it looks it fun. Is hard. It was fun. It is definitely hard. Uh, I would tell you right now, have your uh, Tylenol Motrin handy when you're done. <laughs> I probably would pre-game with some Tylenol and Motrin before. <laughs> well, maybe I'll put that later in the year after I uh, get a little bit better in shape. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have to do a little bit of pre-gaming before. You can't just jump into pole dancing because uh, I give all the ladies and gents because there's some gents that work that pole too. Um, I give them all credit uh, because it's not easy. Hold yourself up there, flip upside. Oh, I was just happy to get up and down the pole. <laughs> See, now you got me excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up, uh, look up my local classes. I know there's some in the town over. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would. You, you do have to tell me how it was. But um, it, it was it was good. It, she was a former stripper, um, so she had great upper body core strength <laughs> going on. So, I, I can see me now. I could be like, oh lord. Exactly. That's why I said you need to pregame with some Tylenol and Motrin <laughs> before okay. you do it. Well, you know, we were talking about challenging ourselves and staying young. So that's that that's one of the things we're gonna we gonna do. We're gonna work it out. Yeah, we're gonna work it we're out. We're gonna try I, these new things. I might not like it, but I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I think I will though, but I you know what I think you will. Because uh the ladies were really great and it was fun. And if you just like you said, you go in and say, I'm learning something new, no one's coming in with uh, most of us are not coming in with knowledge of using a pole, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> if you fall and bust your butt every now and again, hey. Hey, you know, it's part of the process. Yeah, it's part of the process. That's why I said just just pre-game with some Motrin and Tylenol All before right. you go. So when you fall, you got some some help. So my that. only thing, like I looked at the website and they were like, oh, don't put any lotion on. I'm like, oh, I no. have to be ashy. Mm-hmm. Because it greases up the pole when you slide down and it decreases your ability to grip the pole. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you got to be ashy. Ooh, rolling up in there with little booty shorts, ashy. Oh, see, now you brave. You wearing booty shorts. Oh, I, I don't even own any booty shorts. See, I, see, I like to talk a big game. <laughs> Girl, I ain't got no booty shorts. I was going to say, your husband really be chasing you around the house. No, uh, you know, I, I went to Lululemon and they had these shorts. They look like this big. I'm like, what are these for? Who wears these and for hot yoga? I'm like, mm -mm. See, because I'd be scaring those people. They'd be like, oh, Lord. I know. Because I live in the land of Stepford Wives. Everybody thin out here. Oh. The town over, not so much. In this town. Yeah. Oh. Oh, they, okay. They be in their little booty shorts. It, it's funny. Uh -huh. but, but I'm like, whatever. I'm like, you do you. Because I'm going yeah. to do me. Yeah, I, I still wear my, my yoga pants. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> child. Yoga it. pants with it got a little bit of a bootleg at the end. <laughs> Those are cute, though. Yeah. Like the Costco's ones where they gotta special. have a little flair. Yeah. Yeah. Costco's. Love it. <laughs> yes, I'm that I age. Have to I stay. shop at Costco. <laughs> mm, no, I have to stay out of there because I just you go in there for lettuce and some uh, lemons and you walk out seven hundred dollars later. I think they pump crack or something through the through the air in there to just make you shop. It's like Vegas where they have oxygen pumping through so you you constantly yeah. I it's like, I yeah, I really need that $4,000 massage chair. Yes. And I but it, it's, exactly it's really not. It. Yeah, we put it in. We put ours in the bedroom. <laughs> 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 and he's like, hey, this is your fault. I did not make you buy anything. No, this, I did not make you buy it. But you were enjoying it, aren't you? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. It's, it was worth every penny. <laughs> Look, we match. We do. Look, like twins, twinsies. Oh my gosh! Look at that. No, we did not plan this. We did not talk before the show, saying what you're wearing. I don't know what it was. It was that's funny, and it's funny you say that because I went into the closet and I said, "Let me put my black cardigan." And I said, oh, I put my red, my red tank top on. And something clicked in my head. I said, watch me match. There you go. That's see? that. See, I told you I live in hoodoo. See, I told you. <laughs> Miss Healing Hands. See, something there. <laughs> something there. I'm trying to match. I'm, I'm feeding it. I'm feeding it. It's okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, my so God. let's just get a film deal so you know you can you can play Gwen. 
I'm, 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 listen, I don't know. I, oh, we're not friends on Instagram. So you have to go on my Instagram acting page. I have a new workout video that I did. And as I'm working out, I said, I'm preparing to be Gwen so I can be right. Oh, that is so cute. So okay, I'm running. I'm going to be stalking your butt now. I'm running on the, in on the treadmill and all I kept thinking, Gwendolyn Carter, I'm going to be doing it. Running to the beach, hiding, ducking, running. <laughs> oh. I said I got issues. I have issues. No, nah, baby, we're going to manifest this thing. <laughs> So yes, I I will happily take my dread head and be Gwendolyn Carter with that hot, fine ass ash. Yes, Lord. Yes. Ooh, I don't, I, listen, at this point, I'm like, yes, whoever you are, I will be your Gwen. I got you. Yes. I got yes. you. So yeah, so um. That's funny you said that because I sure was running. I was like, yep, I'm going to be quick. Because I was listening to the book, too, on the treadmill while he was filming. I was like, yep, I'm going to be Gwendolyn Carter. I'm running. Doing it. I had sweat dripping. <laughs> See, I got to get back on my treadmill because we're going to Yosemite. Not Yosemite. I always say Yosemite. Yellowstone this oh. fall. Because my son's having a big birthday. He's going to be big four zero. So him and his wife, me and my mm -hmm. husband, we're going to go. But I have this whole fear of falling. I'm like, look, I'm not doing no hard hikes that I'm going to be fall looking like I'm going to fall off a cliff. I'm not doing that. That's not my idea of fun. And mm -hmm. he's like, no, 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 no. We good. We good. I'm you like, have right. to prepare for that. You, you, yeah. And, I, and I'm not doing it because I don't like heights like that. If there's a railing, you know, something I can hold on to, if I'm not going to, like, look over the cliff in this, like, because, mm -mm. see, you will never read about me falling off some cliff. No, not going to happen at no. all. No. Now, I'll do some other questionable things, but that ain't, that's not one of them. <laughs> now, you do have to prepare. So, definitely, even if it's just a, a, a leveled hike, there is a level of preparing to do. So. You definitely have to get those muscles going and wake them up. Yes. So, oh, yeah. like, I've been bad lately because it's just been so cold outside. But no excuse. I have, we have a treadmill. I can work out. Oh, come on. So we go, I know. I know. I've just been lazy. COVID. That's my excuse. COVID. Yeah. No. Menopause. That's your excuse. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Menopause has made us lazy. Child, made us no. tired. <laughs> yes. Made us tired and lazy. Oh my God. So do you have any big goals for this 2024? Because this is early in the year when we're recording this. I know. So 2024, the big goals right now is honestly to keep pushing and to get in a feature film. So if we can make Gwendolyn happen, um, get a writer out there. Get it together. I, I'm so for it. But um, so yeah. So honestly, my biggest goal is to finish this doctorate and to launch my other business. Um, and uh, which is, it's not even to launch it, but I needed to give a little bit more attention to it. Uh, 
for my education. You're going to scale. You're going to scale it. I'm going to scale it. Yes, I'm going to scale it um, because these nursing students need help. Those nursing students of color need help. English as a second language students need help. And so I think I'm going to change my business into a for-profit, into a non-profit because the students that really need my help can't afford it. Yeah. Man, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's the goal, to change it into a nonprofit and uh, see how I can help these students who are English as a second language. Because we need to see more of us at the bedside that look like us and that can help us so we can have better health care equity and quality because it's not happening, sadly. So, Yeah. I know. I got a lot of big goals. No, it's in there, but they're awesome. Big, hairy, audacious <laughs> goals. Damn right. You, you know, my husband says, you don't do anything small. I said, nope. Mm -mm. Go big or go home. So Yes. And I think too many of us, especially women, play small. We got to stop playing small. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I tapped. I tell myself, you got to stop playing small, girl. Yeah, and you know, and you and I had that conversation, and you out there more. I was like, "What do you mean? No, right?" Yeah. So, first step is to get you into that book pavilion at the next convention in Vegas. All right. So that's that's. I don't. I know. I sound like I said. I don't mean to be pushy, but I think you have a great book. Um, and it's not too often that I rave about something that I've read and people that I've met. And I think you will be perfect for that venue for the pavilion just to get it out there. And, you know, it's, it's everybody that's there, majority of us, but you have a good variety of individuals. And then, I mean, it's Vegas. You're going to get yeah. in. Right. Um, I think it's the best time. I think it's meant for you to be there at that time so I am going to work diligently to get you in there <laughs> to get you out of the pavilion <laughs> in that pavilion um, because uh, and, and it, as I told you I already spoke to uh, my aunt who was on the planning committee and so it, it's just nothing for me just to say hey this is who we want this is who I want and get you there and next thing you know, we have you on the image awards being a nominee for best. See, see, my my vibe has attracted an audacious tribe. <laughs> that's it. So that's what I see for you, and that's just my my vision of what I feel for you. And so I I think it, it'll be a a great thing and you know I just ask that I be a guest at the image awards with you <laughs> we're rolling together <laughs> that's all I'm asking so yeah. be a guest with you at the image awards yeah. <laughs> when you're nominated and when you win <laughs> I love the way you think <laughs> I like it go big or go home right hell yeah <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's our plan. So we got it. Yes. We going to do this. Oh, man. So I, you know what? I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, my God, we've been talking for like two hours. And that's not. See? Easy. 
ask because we have great conversation. Yeah, but you don't I have don't... fun editing this. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Who said there was going to be an edit? It's all authentic. This is it. Oh, this is it. I, I, you know what? And I, I pride myself on having an authentic show. And I, I give it to the people the way it is. I'm like, I'm not editing. This is what we do. This is how we talk. This is how we vibe. This is this is this is us in our authentic state. Yeah, it's either for you or not for you, like you said. So you can always turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. You know, I have it. to. I have a confession to make. Uh huh. I was nervous. I was nervous. I was like. <gasps> Oh, am I gonna like freeze up? I'm like, I'm not gonna have anything to talk about. I'm gonna look like a loser. No, but this was so nice and so <laughs> and this was so comfortable. Thank you so much for inviting oh, me and having me on. Absolutely, really nice. Yes, and it's the first of many more to come because your goal, like you said, is to get yourself out there more. Right. Yes. Yes. You so, inspire me. Yes. So I'm going to put on my list, you know, because I'm a I'm a big planner. I love paper planners. And you know, I write out my goals for the week and you know, I plan by the quarter, but I also make goals like each month. So for mm -hmm. February, I want you to hold my feet to the fire. Okay. I'm going to reach out to other podcasters. All right. I'm writing it All down right, right now. Oh, hey. Lord. <laughs> hey, hey. And I, and you know what? I have a couple of them that are friends of mine that are local here that have a podcast. And they would love to have you. One is actually an author. Uh, she actually wrote a book about masks, masks behind the mask. Um, very good friend of mine. Oh. And and also another one who is a makeup artist and in the entertainment business. And she has a podcast going down on the mic. So I will share your email address with them. And Thank you. you. You will be on the stretch and also get you with my uh, good friend, Kathy, who does a talk show called Desert Wood Days. And her name is Kathy Blaze Jefferson. She's also an actress and a model as well. And um, get you on Arizona. Ah, talk show. As it would days. Oh, so listen to you. Do you like my agent? <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, we're a local PR agency here. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, no, no. I, you know what? And this is, you know, honestly, this is just me. Like I said, we talked and we talked and I love your vibe. You're my sister. This is what we do. And I am that person that is just going to say, hey, I know this. This will be great for you. Let me share that. Because, you know, I, it, it doesn't matter to me. If you take any information that I've shared with you, even if it's not something I share with you, but you use something and you grow 10 times faster than me, I'm in the back like, yes, <laughs> go ahead. 
<laughs> As I said, I just ask that any major awards, I'm at your side. <laughs> oh, abs- absolutely. <laughs> I want me write that down. My plus. Diana's plus one. Plus one. Not at all of them. Just one or two. I'm not going to be greedy because you do have a husband and he has to be a plus one. He does not like, um, He's. I don't think, he's not a fan of like being in public. Like he doesn't have a social media. He goes, when you get famous, I'm going to be like Dolly Parton's husband <laughs> in the background. That sounds like my husband. So the two of them together would be in the background because yeah. it's, a, it's a fight to get him to do, like to be there like he'll take a picture with me and then he's like hiding in the background somewhere he'll go <laughs> and then you all of a sudden he'll show up with a glass of water or or something yeah. for me and then he'll disappear again and then he'll show up with something to eat here you go and then he'll disappear again it's like where are you getting this from i don't understand like, so, yeah yeah but, so. but you know what that's cool because you know and i think it keeps things nice that every that couples have different strengths and different interests or whatever. Yeah. It keeps it nice. It does. It gives you something to talk about when you come back to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So that's my plan for you. So I, I think okay. you wrote it all down. Um, Okay, not a problem. I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> all right, so they'll be reaching out to you in your email. So we got that. Um, and we'll get that all situated. But you're definitely welcome to come back on my show because I definitely will be having you back on our show because we got some more stuff to talk about because uh, I think I'm just going to just have like a whole show where we talk about other things as well. So definitely going to have Sweet. you back. Yes. Anytime, but anytime. Yeah. So, you know, we may talk about Gwen, probably not by then. Uh, midlife mate will be out. So, <laughs> yes, more drama. More drama. So, yeah. I definitely probably will have you back on the show around after Midnight Mate comes out. Um, because I'm sure I'm gonna have something to talk about about that. Uh, but I also want to, like you said, we brought up a very good conversation in the beginning. We talked about menopause and how we don't talk about that enough. And I did have a couple of episodes where I talked about menopause and also vaginal health. Uh, I know people don't like to talk about vaginal health, but I did talk about vaginal health as well. Um, but definitely, uh, I think it's a great conversation for us to have. Actually, absolutely. So um, that will be on our radar, and after we get this out, we'll definitely plan to have that one probably in the next couple of months or so. You know, okay. If you're down for that, (laughs) maybe I'm down for it. I got yeah, and if we can talk more about your functional medicine and how the testosterone is going, (laughs) you're but I'm already it's it's only been a week and I had been kind of supplementing with some testosterone, but I'm bad. I I ain't gonna lie, I'm bad with the pills and creams. That's why I'm like, just put that thing in my booty and and let it be done, and I ain't got to worry. (laughs) I'm with you because I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Like I'm not good at taking a bunch of pills and stuff. That's mm-hmm. why I got to stay healthy because I'm not, I'm not that good at it. 
No, that's what I say too. That's why I try to keep myself in the gym. And I know my schedule sounds crazy when I get up in the morning, but I have to get up in the morning because I, I just know I don't, I'm not going to be taking all that medication. Uh -uh. No. I don't have a place for it. There's no time. I, I don't, I don't have the mental capacity <laughs> to remember to take a pill. Okay. <laughs> no. I can barely remember to take my vitamins. So no, the extra medicine, no, we're not doing all that. No, we're, we're not gonna... doing all that. Uh -uh. So I just like that. So yes, so we definitely will have you back to talk about those lovely things. And um, yeah, and also some relationship stuff because, you know, we, we talked just quickly about it just at the end. But, you know, it's really important how our significant others balance us out. You yeah. Know? And, you know, having that conversation too about, how we maintain that balance because it's hard. It's hard. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So we have a lot we can talk about. Okay. Yeah. All right. So definitely we'll have you back. So with that, I have uh, for you guys there uh, is your social. I think that's your website that I have scrolling. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, so definitely you can reach out to uh, MissReggieDupree.net slash social and read more about her adventures with Gwendolyn Carter and Ash and Kyle and Rita and all, all of them. I was glad you didn't yes. kill off Rita. I want to see where she was going to go. So I'm glad you didn't kill off Rita. Yeah, I want to go kill Rita. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys can read more about Hoodoo and um, oh gosh, sorry. Um, just lost my train of thought. Read more about Hoodoo and Return to Hoodoo and Hoodoo Heaven and also mystical midlife, midlife mate. mate. Yeah, mystical so it's a mouthful. I was like, what was that Ooh. thinking? Oh man, I have to I, I just keep I just narrowed it down to midlife mate because I just want to hear what's gonna happen between her and Ash. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and as a reminder, uh the viewers and listeners can get Hoodoo Heaven, the ebook for free. Oh, okay. Oh. Nice. I, oh, yes. Join the VIP club and start reading for free. Yes. Yay. So definitely can get your introduction to Hoodoo and the whole Gwen story. So how many volumes do you think you're going to do? Um, I don't know. I, they just, un, until they stop coming. So I know for sure in this first phase, they're going to be five books. Okay. So the second phase, I don't know. It just depends on where I am at the end. So mm -hmm. I want to create a world where um, there might be multiple series with mm -hmm. different lead characters in the same world. Or like I might take Gwen elsewhere and she have a few books and mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say spoil it too much in Ash's hometown. Oh, uh, nice. we might, so it might slip from like kind of contemporary fantasy to like full fledged fantasy fantasy, but mm -hmm. still have come back to hoodoo. So hoodoo is going to be like the central wheel with different spokes coming out of it. That's, that's what I, I like. love it. I love it. All right, guys. So you heard it here. I'm going to say first because I am the first podcast yeah. that she's been on. Yay. Yay. So you heard it here first that, um, and I asked that question for me because I wanted to know how many more books I had to look out for. Uh, <laughs> so it's a total me question. But 
there's five books in the series coming up and I'm so excited. Yay. So again, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us on the Soulful Eclectic. And we definitely are going to have you back. So um, as you guys all know, if you have not liked or subscribed to the channel, please do. And you can find us on all the podcasting networks as well as on WUBI Live and WUBI Radio. Uh, this will be airing on WUBI TV on Roku. So you can also find us on Roku. So with that, I say, guys, take care of yourself and each other. Oh, and just one more thing. If y'all haven't tried Divine Nubian Essentials, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and be out there and, and do the shameless plug for myself. Divine Nubian Essentials, you're missing out because it's keeping my skin amazing. So give it a try. And that's DivineNubianEssentials.com if you're ever worried. So with that, I say, take care of yourself and each other and eat healthy. Dang it, because we only have one life. Actually, we live. Here's my thing, and I'm going to close out with that, okay? Every day we live, we have a new life that we're living. We only die once. So make every life that you live when you wake the best of the best. With that, I say namaste.